Welcome to Motherhood in the Motherland. I'm Grace, a Korean-American mom of three, living in Korea, my motherland. So on the day of recording this, it's actually my birthday. And I had originally intended on doing something a little bit different, just fun and lighthearted. But throughout the day, I've just been crying a lot. They're not bad tears. They're not sad tears either. Just tears of thanksgiving, of gratitude, of just feeling overwhelmed in a good way. And it got me reflecting on a lot. So I'm just going to go with it and share some of my reflections on my birthday. So I've never really been a fan of my birthday. When I was little, it was because having a summer birthday, all my classmates, all my friends were always away during my birthday. And so even when my parents would try to throw me a little party or get together, so many of them would not be able to attend because they were on vacation traveling somewhere. And I remember feeling disappointed. And, you know, nowadays, kids who have summer birthdays, they're actually given a chance to celebrate during the school year on their half birthday. But when I was in school, that wasn't even a thing. I think I somehow started associating that disappointment with with my birthday. But I realized this year, I wanted to be very intentional about managing my expectations for my birthday. The entire year has actually been a big lesson in that, learning to become aware of my expectations, adjusting them, managing them, sorting through disappointment. And to a certain degree, I think disappointment is inevitable But it's weird because in past years, I've gotten texts, I've gotten messages, calls, gifts from people. So I'm not sure if it was because I've been learning to manage my expectations. But I started off this morning where every text I got, every message, every call, I just felt this overwhelming sense of gratitude and hence just tears throughout the day (laughs) but yeah it's interesting because I think after becoming a mom birthdays have just been different there's definitely more of a focus on my children's birthdays more than my own and so birthdays in general have just felt like you know yet another day Yeah, and your birthdays just sort of become just another day and you happen to just be getting older, I guess. But what I appreciate about birthdays now is that there's a clear beginning and an end, right? So I was 37 up until my birthday, and now I'm 38. And so it's almost like New Year's, you know, when you're starting a 
a new year, there's a clear delineation. And I think the reason why I've grown to appreciate this aspect of both New Year's and birthdays is that after becoming a mom, I didn't realize how much there's this grieving that comes with it. Um, No one tells you about it. And it's really subtle and it sneaks up on you. And I guess to illustrate what I'm talking about as an example, my husband and I were just talking about how my youngest, Nora, who's now 16 months old, I don't think she has the baby smell anymore. And I went to sniff her head yesterday and it smelled vinegary and (laughs) like sweat And I had commented about it to my husband saying, oh my gosh, like her hair, it smells like vinegar. I think she needs a bath. And that's when my husband said, yeah, she doesn't have the baby smell anymore. And in that moment, I just got so sad because that's the thing with motherhood, with parenthood. We all remember and take note of the firsts, the first time they coo or smile or the first food they try or the first time they walk or the first word that they say but we don't really know when the lasts will be this example case in point I don't remember the last time I had gone to smell her and had taken that baby smell in and now it's gone and had my husband not said something I don't even know if I would have realized that and maybe you know months down the line or a year or two later I would have taken note of it but I guess this is why people always say to enjoy it and that they grow up so fast and yeah I think this this grieving that is so much a part of motherhood is something I didn't expect and I'm actually struggling with this. I think a big part of it is because I am a hard J for those of you who are familiar with MBTI And for those of you that are not familiar, MBTI is the Myers-Briggs type inventory. It's basically like a personality assessment. And I'm a J, meaning that I like to live my life with plans and I don't do very well with spontaneity. And my husband always, you know, jokes around and makes fun of me and he thinks I'm so weird because I kid you not. On my phone, in my notes app, I write down my schedule for each day and sometimes I even need to put down when I'm going to shower because I, I live my life like that according to my plans and, you know, I'm also somebody that wants to fit in as much as I can. I operate better when I have a plan and I know what to expect. And he is always somebody that's trying to tell me that life doesn't always happen the way that you plan or the way that you desire and intend for it to. And I I understand that. And I think that's a huge lesson that I'm learning now that I have three kids in particular. Things don't go the way that I want them to and things can't always go according to plan. But because I'm a J and that's part of my personality and I, you know, I like when I know what to expect. I like when there are clear markers of when something is going to end and when something's going to begin. And so I think that's why I'm maybe as I'm getting older, learning to appreciate birthdays and New Year's because they have a beginning, they have an end, 
and I can prepare for it. And I, it's also a chance for me to look back and reflect and prepare for the next beginning. It's also a chance to celebrate and give thanks. And this is so true for us as moms when it comes to our kids' birthdays, right? On their birthdays, we celebrate this milestone. We reflect on how much they've grown and how far we've also come as parents. And so why don't we all do that on our own birthdays, right? Taking time to reflect on things that we're grateful for. And so with my birthday, I started this tradition a few years ago where leading up to my birthday, I take time to reflect on the past year and write down things that I'm grateful for. I write as many things as the age that I'm turning. And so this year, because I'm, I turned 38, I wrote down 30 th- 38 things that I'm grateful for. And actually, you know, I do this on a daily basis. I write in a gratitude journal and usually on a daily basis, I'm just jotting three things that I'm grateful for each day. This is a practice that actually my friends JM and Skye had recommended years ago. And when they had talked about it, they said that it will change your life. And whenever someone prefaces anything with that statement, I feel like we all tend to maybe be a bit skeptical. But now several years into this practice and many, many, many gratitude journals later, I can confidently say that it has changed my life. And I think the thing about gratitude is the more you look for it, the more you actually notice it. And the more you notice it, the more you start looking for it. And, you know, in psychology, that's what they call the the recency bias or the frequency illusion. When you start to notice something more after you learn about it. And for instance, when we were pregnant with our first and we were looking into strollers, I kid you not, that's all you start noticing, strollers everywhere, this type of stroller and that type of stroller. Or when we were building our house and we were at the stage of picking materials for the exterior, that's all I noticed everywhere I would go. I'd be like, oh my gosh, that's limestone and that's brick and this is blah, blah, blah. And I think the same goes for gratitude too. What we choose to take notice of starts to appear more all around us. And Unfortunately, the opposite is true. You know, we talk about Murphy's Law. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong and usually at the worst time possible. And so as strange as it is, I think that's how I'd been looking at my birthday all along. Maybe it's because from childhood, it was fixed in my mind that disappointment is something that I associate with my birthday. And so over the last few years, I've been kind of working through that and processing it. But this year, I think something that was really different was that I really worked at advocating for myself, for my needs, for my desires, what it is that I want on my birthday, what it is that I um, would like to do. And regarding advocating for yourself, this is a funny story, but when I was dating my husband and once we got married, I had this sort of idealized image of what a relationship should be like and look like and feel like. And I'm pretty sure I can blame Korean dramas for this. But, you know, when you're watching K-dramas, the male character always seems to go in for a hug or grab the female character's hand just at the right time. And with the help of the right background music and camera angles and everything, you think that every moment of relationship should feel like 
they do in the dramas. (laughs) But I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but in marriage, that's not what happens. And so when Young and I, we would argue and someone would have to break the ice and take that first step towards reconciling and talking through what happened. I would imagine it being like the dramas and my husband would come and give me a hug from behind or hold my hand right at the right moment that I would want him to. And and then I would find myself so frustrated that he wouldn't be able to read my mind But at a certain point, I think I realized how silly that was of me. (laughs) It took me some time, guys. And so as awkward as it was for me, and it was very awkward for me in the beginning, I just began coaching him. Like I would say to him, hey, so this would be a great time for you to give me a hug. And mind you, this did not come naturally for me because if you're also familiar with another personality assessment. I love personality assessments, but um, I'm a type two in the Enneagram. And so it's very hard for me to advocate for my needs and ask for help in any way. I love being able to give help and support and do things for other people. But when it comes to my own needs, I have a really hard time expressing that. And so even in my own marriage with my own husband, with something as simple as asking for a hug, it was so hard for me to do. But over the years, and especially after having three kids, I think I'm learning this bit by bit, a little by little, and I'm practicing to advocate for myself, advocate for what it is that I need and what it is that I want and to not think that it's being selfish because I think as moms, somewhere along the line, we adopted this idea that doing things that make us happy is somehow failing as a mom. Like we need to always be sacrificial and and I don't think that's true because if we're unhappy, then what are what are we what kind of message are we sending our kids? And so leading up to my birthday this year, I did just that, advocate for myself. And so when my husband asked me what it is that I wanted for my birthday, I think in years past I would have been like, Oh, I don't know, but I've practiced this a lot, guys. And so I specified to him certain gifts that I wanted. And I also told him how I wanted to celebrate and how I wanted to spend time during that week. And so I was able to have a dinner out with some mommy friends. And then on my actual birthday, I also had brunch with some other friends. And then for dinner, he asked me what it is that I wanted with the family. And I told him exactly what it is that I wanted to eat. And It sounds silly, but getting in the habit of openly sharing what it is that I need and want, I think it's done wonders for me. And I I know that this is something that a lot of moms struggle with. And truthfully, I still struggle with it. But I'm starting to see the benefits of doing this and practicing this on a more regular basis. And especially, I want my kids to learn to do that for themselves too. I want them to advocate for themselves and to express what it is that they need or desire and if they don't learn that from me and from my husband then where else will they be able to really solidify that type of learning and so with all that said and done I think 
maybe that's why this past birthday was just so meaningful and memorable and also enjoyable for me on so many levels. you enjoyed today's episode where I shared about celebrating my recent birthday. I have grown to appreciate birthdays as I've gotten older and just some of my thoughts on gratitude and self-advocacy and especially why it's so important for us moms. Thanks so much for listening to Motherhood in the Motherland.